and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Sober Bliss Meets. Today I'm joined by the lovely Nicole Gabriel who is a psychologist and a coach. And Nicole specializes in helping us with our well-being, in particular through nature. So I'll just uh, let Nicole introduce herself. And then obviously you might be thinking, what's this got to do with sobriety? And it has a lot to do with sobriety. So we'll get onto that in a moment. But welcome, Nicole. It's so lovely to have you here. Hi, Gail. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's obviously one of my passionate subjects, so I'm really pleased to be talking about it today. Um, so as Gail said, I'm a psychologist and a coach. I, I started life in sort of corporate HR management, and while I was there, witnessed and experienced firsthand a lot of the stress that comes with living in corporate life, and that's what got me onto the whole well-being um, topic. And uh, I now sort of help midlife women particularly who are feeling a bit sort of stuck in the doldrums and needing to sort of reconnect with their authentic selves and part of that for me is about um, getting intentional about our well-being and a big mm. part of that involves nature connection um, and we'll talk a bit in a minute about why that is so important um, and as, as Gail's just sort of alluded to there are some real synergies um, with the sobriety journey and how nature can help you with that um, just in terms of well-being generally but also because some of the benefits that nature can give you in terms of giving you you know the space to reflect and think and just be yourself so yeah yeah that's brilliant because I always say and I hear it all the time as well you know if you got a craving, go outside. If you're suffering with this, go for a walk. And it's one of my, you know, I do like top tips of a lot of different things. And one of the tips is always go outside, have a walk in nature. Mm. Um, and that's because it worked for me and it did help a lot. It still does, but it's really fascinating. And I suppose um, interesting as well, to know that there's a reason behind it a scientific reason it's not just like oh a bit of fresh air that'll sort you out there's an actual reason why it's so powerful exactly and I think what's got me onto it um is I've kind of now arrived at a place where I thought I was quite connected to nature because I used to spend a lot of time outside in nature and then a few things happened and made me realise I wasn't really and I think it's really highlighted for me how disconnected most of us are from nature and the more we can sort of realise that actually human beings are part of it um, the more it makes sense that being out in it mm -hmm. nurtures us 
because it's where we came from. It's our ancestral home. It, it taps into our limbic system in a good way, generally. Um, and that's why it works. Um, it's interesting, you know, when I've been doing some of the research that when people talk to sort of traditional societies and cultures, indigenous cultures, they don't have a word for nature because that has come about for us to describe something that we are separate from. And I think we often see it as a place that we have to go and visit, but actually it's, it's not, it's, it's all around us. And you know, the minute you step outside your front door, you are in nature. And, and that is, I think, a mindset shift that can really help um, as we're sort of building and growing our relationship with nature as well you know we don't have to go and find it somewhere distant it's not about wilderness it's actually just about you know looking at the weeds in between the flagstones as you walk along the pavement that's nature and we yeah. are an integral part of that we're unified with it and when you start to view yourself as a biological being which we are it all makes sense so um Shall I just carry it on and uh, <laughs> tell you some examples of, of why that works? Yeah, no, you're, you're so right, because often it's like, OK, I need to go outside, go for a walk and or go somewhere. And we're like, OK, I go to the beach, I go to the mountains, I go to the hills, I have to go to the national park. And that can be a bit restrictive, I think. And maybe, you know, it might put people off going outside because they think they have to go somewhere special like you've just said but really you can stick your head out the window for 10 minutes I suppose and you still exactly. get the same benefit exactly you still yeah. get some benefit from that and there are you know certain environments which are going to um, going to maximize your benefit there's no doubt about that um, but we'll come on to as well the fact that you don't even necessarily have to go out you can still get some benefit from just looking at pictures of nature so you know mm. that's how deeply ingrained sort of our responses are um but you know one example is getting out into woods and forests so oak trees and pine trees and cedar trees particularly are full of um, plant terpenes and phytoncides and they're the things that actually make essential oils so when we make essential oils those are the chemicals from the plant that we use to make mm. those essential oils but even if just you're just walking through woodland and forest you will get the benefit of those um, phytoncides and terpenes. We breathe them in, we inhale them. And that's the basis of um, forest bathing. So that's becoming very popular, this sort of Shinrin-yoku. Um, they use it sort of fairly um, structurally in Japan. It's, 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 a, it's a, an active practice that they do in Japan. And mm. it, it's growing in popularity here, particularly um, to sort of deal with mental health because it's quite calming as well. Um, but aside from the sort of calming effects that you get from being in the woods and the trees, and particularly the ones I mentioned, um, it, it, there's no evidence showing that it boosts our immune system. So there are particular sort of cells in our immune system called natural killer cells, and they're particularly good at fighting off disease. Um, and when we... Um, also, you know, spend time breathing in those phytoncides, it boosts the production in the body of those natural killer cells. And the longer we can spend, if we go for like a nice two or three hour session in the woods, which I know is quite a luxury, and particularly at the moment with COVID restrictions, it can be more difficult. Um, but those effects are quite long lasting. They will last for, you know, 20 days, 30 days beyond that experience. So wow. you know, it's worth every now and then just spending more time um, 
it's it, it, but that said you know if you can get out every day brilliant but not everyone can but if you can periodically just boost that um, and you get a similar thing you know if you're walking along the beach the the sea aerosols that you get with all the salt spray and everything similar you know it boosts your immune system so it's not just those feelings of invigoration. There are some real physiological changes that happen when we get out in nature. And those are the things that then make the psychological benefits come. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we get out into nature, it automatically triggers that limbic response in us to calm us. And that's you can't have a stress response at the same time as you're feeling calm so the yeah. more you can kind of get out and have that natural kind of trigger you don't even have to think about it it just happens when you get out um your stress can start to dial down and all the sort of serotonin and the dopamine and the oxytocins in our body that help keep us calm um and feeling happier naturally come mm yeah yeah wow i love it that there's an actual reason for it like a scientific reason it's not just go for a walk and you'll feel better um like why why do you feel better when you go for a walk yeah it's breathing and some of those things and i think there is also a um something else that happens when we go out into nature is that immediately when we step outside we're starting to externalize and that's something that I certainly benefit from because I spend a lot of time in my head um you and I were talking about that not so long ago when we sort of overthink things or think a lot about things and our brains are kind of whirring away and I guess a lot of work these days involves thinking work as well um and that's another thing you know getting creative with your hands nothing to do with nature but you know getting creative with your hands is also really good for our um, mental health because it allows us to switch off um the things that kind of wear away and takes us out of ourselves and externalizes it um so you know the again the minute you sort of step outside all of your senses switch on mm. and that is also really good for us. You know, that's what we're designed as a multi-sensory system. And getting out into nature allows us to use those much more. You know, we use our eyes a lot when we're working and our ears, but we don't tend to use our sense of smell so much. And often when we're working, we're not moving, we're quite static. So that whole process of just movement in the way that we're meant to move, taking in the sounds, the smells, the sights, the things we can hear, it just allows a more whole body experience. And I think, again, that helps calm us. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. And uh, what about like when to go for a walk? Obviously, if we can get out as much as possible during the day, but is there a particular time of day that is better than others? Or can you just go out if you're feeling particularly stressed or anxious or you've got a craving? I think it just it, it it's whatever works for you. And I mean, it's actually quite nice to try and vary. So pick up on a couple of things. I think if you're if you've hit a point where you are feeling that you're starting to really hone in on a craving or you can feel your stress levels rise or whatever the trigger is that might lead you then to have the craving, then is a really good time to go. 
Mm-hmm. So if you can, at that point, just step out the door. I mean, it's a distraction, if nothing else, but but also yeah. you then get the benefits of everything else and the calming and everything else. So if you can do it spontaneously like that, brilliant. But on a more general level, I think it can be really nice to get out first thing because it can set you up nicely for the day. I find it can be quite nice to do it at the end of the day because it's a good time to de-stress. Mm. Um, but I try to vary when I go out because that then allows you to see different things to experience, particularly at the moment, because we're having to stick with fairly much the same area. Yeah. It allows you to see it from a different you know in a different way so it allows you to see different things you might get to see different bits of wildlife if you go at different times a day I mean I've even dragged my other half out on a nighttime walk lately a couple of times um it's been a lot of complaining from him because his eyes aren't quite as good as mine but um <laughs> that's where we kind of go out without a torch so it's you know pick a full moon night like last night if it's not cloudy mm. um but it just allows you to see and experience different things and if you go out you know, I've done a couple of walks, really early morning walks, where it's been dark when I've left the house. But as I've been walking, the sun's come up. So you get to see the yeah. sunrise. And that's a really lovely time to go. Um, so I think it's just really whatever works for you. And again, the weather can dictate that a little bit as well. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, where I live... Um, as you know, I live in Spain and it's either like 40 degrees or it's like minus 10. There's very little in between. Um, I go out all the time. I've got a dog, so I have to. So I get used to it. Um, <clears throat> but what if you live like somewhere where it rains a lot or it's cloudy and grey and you don't want to go out? How can you still go out and feel nice? and get those benefits so I live being like a chore yeah so I live somewhere that is really wet um and it (laughs) it can be really difficult um but I think the way that I've kind of got my mindset around it is the first I was talking to a friend this morning actually went out for a walk this morning with a friend of mine who has a dog so having a dog is a great thing you've mentioned that it makes you go out Mm. so I thought this morning well if you haven't got a dog pretend you've got a dog and then you've got to go out yeah Um, act as if you have a dog um but also I think she prompted a really good question which was when the weather's rubbish and we'll talk about clothing in a moment as well because this is part of what I'm about to say um if it's cold or if it's wet ask yourself how can I go out and keep dry or how can I go out and keep warm so rather than saying I'm not going to go out because it's wet or I'm not going to go out because it's cold Mm. ask yourself that other question how can I keep myself warm if I go out and that brings me on to a conversation that you and I have had Gail about (laughs) appropriate clothing (laughs) because It makes a massive difference. Um, I've told Gail before that one of my best ever investments was buying myself a pair of waterproof trousers. Um, The next thing I need to to buy, and I've been, is wellies, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, And the big benefit of of waterproof trousers when you live somewhere wet, I mean, most people have a raincoat, but if you haven't got one, get a raincoat and get Mm. a really good one because it's really, it's worth paying to get a really good one. There's nothing more miserable than being soggy and cold and wet. Um, But if you can get yourself decent um, waterproof trousers, waterproof coats, 
and waterproof shoes wellies are fine mm. then it immediately makes your experience better because you're not having to worry too much about where you step what you sit on and if you get tired part way through or if you fancy just sitting on that bench that's soaking wet it doesn't matter yeah because you stay dry and staying dry helps you stay warm um and that I think is really important I've had some absolutely wonderful experiences since I've had my waterproof trousers where I've been able to sit under a tree because I just fancied it and I didn't have to worry about getting a wet bum and this morning even when I came back from my walk I just thought and again this is a covid related thing life at the moment is in or out for a walk and that's it Mm. and this morning I got back and I thought I really just want to have a cup of coffee outside so I kept all my garb on that I'd had on because it was raining this morning <laughs> made my cup of coffee and went and sat in the garden with my waterproof trousers on on a soaking <laughs> chair and it was lovely and Yay. I watched the seagulls I'm like what are they doing here I'm not by the coast and um, you know it was wonderful and so that's probably the single biggest thing is wear the appropriate clothes and the same is true if it's really really cold you know make get some thermals make sure you layer up scarves hats gloves two pairs if you like me just to make sure you can stay warm and it's back to that question how can I stay warm if I go out and then when you go out it might be hard the first couple of times if you're not used to it and you don't really feel like it but once you've done it once or twice you realise actually there's loads to see and we'll talk about that as well if you want but there's loads to see and it's the same if it's boiling hot you know avoid going out without cover in the middle of the scorching hot day you know choose when you go out so go out earlier in the morning or later in the evening yeah the same if it's if it's really really raining you know try and check the weather forecast and if it's going to be worse later on get out earlier um and just you know, I think the other big thing, like I said in my Instagram post yesterday, some of it as well is just about adjusting your expectations about what your experience is going to be. So, you know, if you live somewhere where, you know, some of the year is fine and the winter's a bit wet and grey, don't expect to have the same experience as you would if you were skipping through, you know, a flower meadow in spring, because it is going to be. Yeah, that's so true. There are things that actually in winter... Um, you can experience better so you know I've already talked about getting out early and having a sunrise walk you try and do that in summer as I found out to my cost and I tried to do it with my son it's really difficult Mm. we had a trip down to Bournemouth in sort of June July thinking oh this would be a really lovely weekend what we'll do Tom was only about four or five and this will be really exciting we'll do a nice sort of sunrise we'll book a night into a hotel the night before cheap hotel with no view um And, you know, we'll get up really early and we'll just have this wonderful sunrise experience on the beach. Anyway, by the time our alarm clock had gone off and we got up, the sun was well up and (laughs) we'd missed it. And this was only like 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Note to self, winter is a much better time to do sunrises if you don't want to have to get up at 2 a.m. Similarly with sunsets, you know, and stargazing much easier in the winter because you don't have to be up really really late to do it yeah. as long as it's cloudy um 
and you know if you want to go exploring in, in it's actually easier in winter to get up close to some things because in the spring and summer you've got a lot more foliage so mm -hmm. if you want to go up and you know touch that tree chunk or whatever it's easier in the winter so actually you can get up close to things in a way that you can't in the summer or when the weather's better um and puddles are amazing yeah um you know with rain you get reflections you get water droplets that are just absolutely amazing um and you know you can see whole little worlds in water droplets it's just a case of looking mm. so i think you know and we we think winter's really cool you're not gonna be able to shut me up now okay you think winter's really <laughs> dull and it you know it is not as colorful as the summer or the spring but there is still loads of color you know i went for a walk a couple of weekends ago and the mosses and the lichen and the fungi that were you know just popping bits of color everywhere and berries you know the berry season runs right through winter so i was you know i'm still seeing rose hips and sloes and um other berries in the bushes and they just you know they pop more than in the summer in the summer it's like mm. a wild color but in the winter the uplift you get from spotting that little rose hip in amongst all of the brown leaves is huge yeah, yeah. it's so lovely yeah can I just direct people to your Instagram account so they can check out these photos yeah yeah themselves. um so you can find Nicole at Serene Mind Coaching is that right at at Serene Mind Coaching yeah and also just for photos I, I started an account Hugged by Nature um okay. which has all my photos on um and that's another tip you know actually I don't generally encourage taking technology out into nature um but one thing that is really worth doing is just taking some snaps while you're out of things and mm -hmm. then particularly if you can get close-ups and then blow the close-up up and it's just amazing the detail that you can see of things that you just wouldn't notice because yeah. they're too small but you can really see yeah the beauty in the tiny things yeah oh i love your photos that one that you took of the was it a berry frozen and there was a reflection yeah amazing yeah it's incredible and i've i've noticed since i've started doing all of these photos and i've always taken them but i've done a lot more since lockdown not surprisingly because mm. there's not much else to do um but it is that thing you just I've spotted things in the photograph that I didn't see when I was looking at the thing. Yeah. And it's amazing how yeah. much we don't see. Yeah, you're true. You're so right, rather. It's, it is true. Because what I find, um, I'm just touching back to the clothing, the waterproof pants that I got for Christmas have completely changed my walks. I Sometimes I like, oh, I want it to be cold and windy and wet so I can put my pants on and go out for a walk. <laughs> and the dog's like yahoo we're going out for a walk um <laughs> but I've noticed that I sometimes just walk and I don't really pay attention but since you know chatting to you I've started to slow down because if I'm going to go for a walk like I need to get from point a to b and back again the dog needs to do what he has to do and then I want to get back so it's like a sprint almost like I'm off and then I'm back again. But then I realized, oh, I'm missing out on all of this. And yeah. I know it's the same route that we take, yeah. but I probably never really noticed it before. 
So slowing down has helped me a lot. Yeah. Appreciate where I live, where I walk. Yeah, that's interesting. So how has, um, you mentioned that getting the waterproof trousers has changed how you walk. How has it changed how you walk? Um, I slow down a lot, definitely. Because I would always kind of focus in the distance. I, that's where I want to go. That's my route. Let's just go. And is that because you were kind of worried about getting wet and just having to get back quicker? Yeah. Is it just because it's made you more aware? You know, you've got this piece of kit and it's because you want to get more connected. A bit of both, I think. Um, because before I would like, you know, that's where I've got to go get there and get back as quick as possible if the dog does his business earlier then brilliant I can come back sooner <laughs> or I would like think okay if I just stand at the door with the lead will that do <laughs> it never did um but yeah I'm a lot more relaxed about it now and it's not an excuse the fact that it's raining if it's raining, then I just I'll go out. Or if it's snowing, or if it's windy, because they're ski pants, so they stop yeah. the wind. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Round your bum, amazing. It is nice. So it's like my new piece of kit has helped me to go out, whatever. Whereas before, it might have been an excuse, and stay out longer and slow down. Yeah, I think yeah. slowing down is a big thing. And you, know, you can't do every walk that you do at a snail's pace because <laughs> otherwise you'd never get anything done. Yeah. And sometimes you need to just get from A to B and whiz. And that's the point of that walk. Mm. But I think if you are wanting to get more connected to nature and really get the benefits of that deeper connection, then that whole slowing down thing and sometimes just stopping and looking, you know, it can be really if you find yourself getting drawn to something, just stop and have a look at it. Because I think too often as grown-ups, we kind of dismiss those kind of curious thoughts that kind of pop in yeah. um, as, you know, unimportant and they're getting in the way. But actually, I think sometimes if we can just go with them and just follow that curiosity and just get a little bit into the, the mind of a, as if you're a child again, mm. it really does kind of bring a little bit of excitement as well, where especially if you're treading the same path every day, it can just be a little bit. But there are some real benefits to treading the same path every day because that's when you really notice the difference. You know? yeah. That's when you notice the seasonal changes and the first little shoots coming up through the ground. And mm. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about this for ages and ages. <laughs> <laughs> and we will. We'll be continuing this conversation over in our membership. So if you're not a member yet, then check that out because Nicole will be joining us for February where we'll be going into a lot more detail about winter wellness, nature, connection to nature and sobriety um, in general. But I just want to ask you, Nicole, if you can't get outside or you can't get out as often as you'd like to, how can we still use nature to help us? Because obviously there's so many benefits to it. Yeah. We need to try and connect to it as much as possible yeah so I think there's a lot of evidence now showing that just looking at pictures or listening to nature sounds through an app or something like that can have very similar 
benefits to us as actually being out in nature. Hmm. So um, there's studies been done in hospitals which show that patients that have views of green spaces or trees or whatever, their recovery periods are much shorter and they um, need less pain relief um, and Mm. so on in their recovery post-surgery. And that I think just shows that you get this, you know, a a brilliant lift just from looking at. So just, you know, find a screensaver that brings nature to you, or, you know, there's there's loads of apps that you can buy with birdsong, with nature sounds. I have one called Sleep App, which has got, you know, sounds of trickling water and rain on leaves and Mm. um, birds and crickets and frogs and you know whatever works for you just find something that's you know you you love and you can do it that way so you can use technology to help with that bring plants into your house um you know you'll get some of that benefit of those plant um terpenes just from having you know maybe some herbs on your windowsill in the kitchen or um you know I've got a, a picture of my son fishing by the the sea on my mouse mat or you know collect some stones and put them in a jar or collect you know shells or wherever it is you are Mm. um or even collect pine cones (laughs) yeah brilliant and you know you can collect pebbles and paint on them Mm. just any way in which you can bring it, it inside um and and just little nudges here and there just to help give you that little lift yeah okay Thank you. So just to recap then, because um, we've covered a lot, um, why is nature so beneficial to our sobriety and our mental health in general? What is it about nature? In a quick answer, if you can. In a quick answer. If I, can. <laughs> um, I think it's simply that it allows you the, the breathing space to just be and it, it calms you. So, you know, the sobriety journey is very much one of trying to deal with whatever triggers the reason why you're wanting a sobriety journey. Mm. Um, And nature allows you to kind of just forget about those a bit. It's a distraction. It's calming. So any of the stresses that might lead you down that route can be dissipated. Um, You know, as an all round well-being thing, it's it's should be treated like one of your five a day. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. And how can we um, make the most of our time outdoors? I think it's what you said. It's about just slowing down Mm. sometimes when we're out and about and just really beginning to notice and pay attention to what's there. Um, And that connection will start to get you wanting to be out more and wanting to spend the time outside and it just makes it easier and easier Mm. I think that would be my thing slow down yeah and and just really take time to use all of your senses to experience and notice how you're feeling when you're outside yeah yeah you can't help but feel better when you go out as long as you've got the correct clothing so that's important don't let the weather um be an excuse to go out yeah I think that's really really good advice Mm, yeah yeah Yeah. and if you can't get out then bring nature in yep yeah even just looking out the window just make 
make you know set a little alarm on your watch to say you know you've spent two hours sitting just go and look out the window mm. or yeah. you know whatever yeah yeah, yeah. oh thank you Nicole that's been so so interesting and I yeah. hope that um it encourages more people to get out and about as much as they can yeah, and we will put the the links at the bottom but your serene mind coaching and hugged by nature if anybody wants to have a look at your lovely photographs yes brilliant thank you so much for having me you're welcome my pleasure thank you thank you thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then please share and subscribe for more help and support go to the Sober Bliss website, soberbliss.com. Connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.